This is Katie. And this is Derek. Welcome, Welcome to, to the, the Break Room. room. Yo, Katie, what happens in the break room? It's like the lounge, the teacher's lounge. You need to get out all the tea. The, the break, break room. room. Listen, when you're trying to escape that bad classroom, the, the break, break room. room. You got gossip. You got. You need help. You need to cry. The, the break, break room. room. Listen, when I need to refill my drink, grab an extra snack, see who opened my lunch in the in the in the closet, <laughs> and not the closet, the uh, the refrigerator. See who opened my lunch in the refrigerator. The, the break, break room. room. Yeah, when you feel like you're worn down, and this is really hard, where do you go? The, the break, break room. room. Yo, Katie. So who can come into the break room? All the educators. We're talking all the teachers, your teacher bestie, your teacher soulmate, um, all the principals and the superintendents and anybody who's in education who knows this world. Come on in. Yo, if you fit that description, come in, shut the door, pull up a chair, and let's get this episode started. I love it. Today we are talking about digital heroin with the one and the only Katie Kinder. Hello, everyone. Now, listen, I got my notes I'm going to be clicking this pen. I'm going to be writing some things down because we have a 16-year veteran in the building. And if you have logged on to this episode and you plan to push play in this series, we're going to be talking about stuff that we talk about, things that we handle in the break room. And I tell you, one of the things as a substitute teacher, not a full-time teacher like you, when I come in the break room, I'm like, these kids and these freaking phones. The phones. Talk to me about the phones, Katie. I think it is something we've seen evolve from when I started. You know, the kids have one. We know they have one. They're coming in third grade, fourth grade, fifth grade. They've got a phone. They've got a phone that's nicer than mine. Mm. And so it's a constant struggle. And that is probably the question I get the most from teachers. Like, what do we do about the phones? And it's hard. And it's hard to manage at times. But, I mean, our kids are one-to-one. -one. They should have a Chromebook, school-issued. Mm. They should have, you know, or an iPad. So they shouldn't need their phones mm -hmm. to look an assignment up. Right. So you shouldn't see them. That's, that's what I think. They are banned in your room mm -hmm. and in your school. I mean, France put it into law. Wow. And they, what did they see? Test scores go up. Mm -hmm. Behavior, all of it goes up. Because, you know, our babies... They can't behave the way that we should be behaving because they're not adults. Yeah. And so we hand them this digital heroin and then we expect them to be able to put it up and yeah. they and they can't. Now, why do you refer to the um, feedback or the input that they get from their phones as heroin? Well, because that's what research shows. Your adolescent's brain on a screen looks exactly like an adolescent's brain on crack cocaine. You're telling me that when they do like an MRI, when they do a brain scan, and yes. my brain lights up, yes. that the, the phone and drugs, they light up the same way. They light up the same way. And that is not my research. That's Dr. Nicholas Kadaris. Yeah. And he is, and he wrote an article called Digital Heroin and how to get these kids off of it. Now, there are some people that say Tell me. we should be including phones 
in our educational process. I mean, you may be a little old school, but these new school people are saying, let's embrace the phones. Let's include them in our lesson plans. Okay, well, I get that. And I've actually done a 180 on this in my career. I used to be like, okay, bring your own device. We're going to do this, this, this. But we don't need to do that because all of my students, and I think every student in Oklahoma since 2020 hit, have an individual device of their own from the school, given to them from the school. Mm-hmm. And so there's blocks on it, although they're digital natives, so they figure out a way around it. Right. And but they shouldn't need their phone. They should have it powered down in their backpack or purse. And and like I get it. Like I have teenagers. I want to track my babies. Mm-hmm. Like I want to know when they get home from school. I want to know where they are in the neighborhood. Like I want to know. So I want my kid to have their phone. We don't have a landline. Because who has a landline? Who has a landline? I don't know. It's under 80 years old. (laughs) (laughs) The old joke. Sorry for the old joke. Sorry. Sorry, Gen Z. (laughs) Uh, So I get that they have them and they should have them. But if the expectation is that they're powered down and in your backpack or locker, then that should be the expectation. And we have to hold our kids. We have to love them enough to hold them to high expectations. Because also research shows that... They're not learning, even if it's powered down and on their desk. Mm. It divides their brain, and they can't even function if they think they're getting a Snapchat or a TikTok or whatever. It has to be out of their sight. Yeah. So, yeah, we're going to use our district iPad. We're going to do cool technology lessons, and I'm going to do procedures with that iPad, with that Chromebook. So my kids know, okay, we're using it today. If you're on something you're not supposed to be, guess what? I'm going to take it. Right. That's iPad jail. Mm-hmm. And so my kids know that. And I've seen things in the last few years that I never saw when I started. And, I mean, just their workarounds. No Bloxy or Apple Classroom is going to keep them off of the things. Yeah. So my best advice is to be up all up in their business. Yeah. Because it'll look like they're on Google Slides and they're on their project and they're doing but in the corner is a first person shooter game. Yeah. That's that's iPad jail. So when I think about um this perspective of uh having the uh the ability to partner with students and um as adults, as teachers, as professionals, we're like, hey, we know what's good for you. We have an idea. Right. What's good for you? We've done the science. We've gone to school. We got certifications. We've seen thousands of students come to our classroom. And what you're doing is not setting you up for success. Correct. Telling them that is one thing. But partnering with their parents to reinforce that is different. Talk to me a little bit about that. That is true. Well, I actually give the kids articles based in research and it talking about how your IQ is going down by 10 points. I'm like, that's the antithesis of my job, guys. And they're like, what's the antithesis? I'm like, exactly. I'm just kidding. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You're like, if I had my phone, I'd be able to look it up. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> that's Googleable. Right. Uh, so I think working with their parents, usually when I call about a phone, parents are mad. They're mad that their kid is acting foolish on their phone in class. Are they mad? Are they mad that... They're getting called. Are mm. they mad for the reason they're being called? It depends. I mean, you're going to see all of it. You're going to see not my baby. You're going to you're going to hear. Oh my goodness, I'm going to talk to him. Oh my goodness, I'm going to ground him. Her. 
uh, I've come up with with a plan. All right, so if little Susie can't keep the phone from coming out in my class again, she's going to turn it into the office every morning. Like when she comes to school? When she comes to school. And then she's going to pick it up on her way out. Mm-hmm. That's what little Susie's going to do. Yeah. And, yeah, you just get a spectrum as far as parents. Like, of course, we want all of our parents to be on board with knowing this. But also, they've paid a lot of money for that phone. They have. And so if somebody takes it or let's say, but nobody's going to take it if it's if it's locked down in your locker. Yeah. Or in your backpack. Or even in your pocket, like away. Right. Yeah. Right. Now, I worked for a principal a few years ago, and he was, he's phenomenal. And he bought this fake cell phone wand from Amazon. Like, it looked like a real one, like a wand that you wand someone down with. Mm-hmm. And the kids didn't know it was fake. We all knew it was fake. <laughs> guy, guy would run around the whole building with it, and the kids were terrified. And the procedure was that it went in their lockers. They all had a locker. They all locked. They all worked. Yeah. And so he would like, he would bust into a classroom with it and be like, "What?" And he'd have he'd be, <laughs> he'd be standing there with it, and you could like collectively see the kids like, because <gasps> you yeah. know they were on him, but right. we couldn't see them. So and I'm like, "Hey, Mr. B, like we're good, like we're <laughs> we're doing it." And he's like, "All right." And he would stand. He would stand at the hallway, like as the kids were coming to lunch, because he didn't let them have him at lunch either. Wow. Because you can walk into any middle school or high school in the country, and every single one of them has their head in their phone. They're yeah. not talking. They're looking down. They're looking down. Yeah. They don't. They don't speak to one another. Right. And it's kind of heartbreaking. Yeah. So he wouldn't let them, and they would like have to engage in normal human interaction. What does that look like? Well, he would stand at the hall with this fake wand, and if he even saw one in the back pocket. He'd be like, uh-uh. <laughs> Turn around, and if I see it again, it's ISR, which is in-house restriction. Yeah. And it worked. It was probably the easiest few years I ever had as an edu- educator Yeah. Uh, when it came to that. It's amazing. Yeah. So um, do you know who Gary V is? Gary V. Gary oh. V is a guy who um, I think he made his millions through – wine and then business and he became an influencer and he's one of those things that Gary V is like go home and slap your wife and then everybody like run home and they slap their wives and he's like what? Gary V told me to right he's just one of those guys that has a lot of pull oh okay okay and uh he's an influencer okay, I think that's okay. what they call him right okay yeah, yeah and so Gary V says um I'm so tired of people telling these kids to put their phone away I want my kids to have more screen time Oh, Gary Vee. And he said, he's like, that's what the world is going to. Everything's going to be digital. Uh, we're going to have digital drivers and people. Blah, 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 blah. I want my kids to have more screen time. So essentially when my kids are thinking about putting their phone down, I'm like, why? Like, pick it back up. That's the way we're going to engage. Call your friends. Play video games. Watch TV. Like, Is Gary Vee based in any kind of research? Or mm, is he just like, I'm going to say what I think? I think Gary Vee is a guy who uh, notices trends in okay. business. And the trend in business is how can we digitize more things, right? How can we remove uh, the checkout people at Walmart and create scans where people can do things themselves? How can we uh, remove people who drive cars and let cars drive themselves? How can we get planes to drive themselves? How can we get people to automate their check-in in hotels? How can we get... uh, uh, these things to buzz around your house and drop off your groceries. How can we, how can we, how can we, so it's moving to a digital world. And he's saying for the people that don't have screen time, 
they're going to be behind the digital curve. Well, I think some of the things that he says, I don't know him. I'm going to have to like look him up. Yeah, look him up. Okay. Some of the things he says are are real. I mean, my daughter will never drive a car. And so if we had a car that could drive her around, that would be amazing. And mm-hmm. we, you know, as we held her as a baby, knowing she was not going to be able to drive because of her vision uh, and her surgeries on her eyes, we we thought, you know what, by the time she's 16, there's going to be a drivable car that just uh, self-driving. Yeah. And it's not there yet. And she turns 16 in a few months. Mm-hmm. Uh, so some of that I, I agree with. But I also don't think that's based in any kind of educational research and what your kid's brain looks like. Mm-hmm staring at that screen also their eyes i mean that blue screen and the eyes like i will have kids be like i would like this on paper yeah and because it's better for their eyes and and gary v you can find that research you can find and that's but not, you, have the, you have the blue blockers though that block you, the blue light right that is true uh but and i tell teachers like you know innovation in in technology innovation in education mm-hmm isn't necessarily you put your old worksheet on an iPad. That's mm, not innovation. Right. If you're going to do that, hand them the dang worksheet. Yeah. That's that's what I think because kids, they need a break. They're kids. Yeah. And their eyes need a break. We're not built for that kind of constant stimuli. Mm-hmm. So what are we saying to the people that are saying the human brain is changing and evolving and the synapses that – are created now are different than the ones that were created a hundred years ago. And we're actually evolving into digital creatures more than we are like in person and paper and pencil creatures. Oh, I agree with you in that. But then we've got 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15 year olds that can't actually have a conversation like we are now. Truth. They cannot look each other in the eye. They cannot respectfully disagree. Mm -hmm. They cannot. And part of our jobs as educators is to help them. Yeah. And so, yes, I agree that we shouldn't be sitting in a classroom in the way that we did 100 years ago, 100%. But that should look more like Socratic seminars and discussion and movement in the lesson and being humans together. We're made for connection. Yeah, yeah. What what is it about um, the phones that makes it closer to a drug? What, what is it specifically about? Is it is it the content or is it the phone themselves? Um, Maybe it's a little both. Probably both. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just recently let my eighth grade son get Snapchat and I regret it. Oh my goodness. I can't believe it. Snap. And so then I, we got on there, my husband and I, because we know that he's 14 and that prefrontal cortex is not developed until he's going to be like 25. He's going to be like 31. Yeah. But, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Luke. Sorry. Uh, but, we put time limits. <laughs> like, have you ever seen a kid on a phone? I'm sure you have seen your own kids, and it starts to power down because um, you put a time limit on it. Man, then you would know about that digital heroin. Yeah. Or, you know, you unplug the video game from the wall. <laughs> Was it Jimmy Kimmel who had that uh, skit where parents would just unplug mm-hmm. and see what happened? I mean, like, kids got violent. Yeah. And so... Um, I just, I don't know. I think that it's hurtful. Yeah. And yeah, I think maybe it's a little of both. Content, yeah. they un, untethered content to whatever they want. Yeah. That bothers me a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Have you ever seen Ender's Game? I love Ender. I used to teach it. Really? I love Ender's Game. It's a book. 
I mean, and they're digital natives. Like those kids are growing up on on stuff. Yeah. And uh, whenever I talk to people who reference that, I'm like, that's not the same. That's not the same. That's not the same. Like those that technology was being used to an end, yeah. right? It was it was an avenue for something. That's true. You're on YouTube. You're hours. watching <laughs> YouTube for ten hours. <laughs> it's not the same. <laughs> you are not an engineer, my friend. You're playing Candy Crush. <laughs> you're actually being distracted from everything you're supposed to be doing. Right. And I, I mean, it's it's hard for adults. We're addicted to our phones. We are. I left mine at home one day and I almost felt like I was going to panic out of my skin. Like, what mm-hmm. if somebody needs me? And what if I don't get that email or what? Like, and then I thought to myself, oh, like, it's going to be fine. Yeah. You can't get a hold of me for a couple of hours. It's mm-hmm. going to be OK. I um, have a garden in my backyard and I left my phone in the house. And my wife freaked out. I've been calling you. I've been FaceTiming you. I've been texting you. You don't have your Apple Watch on. And I was like, babe, I just unplugged for a little bit. Yeah. Why? Is there something wrong? You don't want to be contacted? Like, well, I was like, I literally just unplugged. Like, I mean, like, I'm on her side. But. <laughs> <laughs> if you are not going to have your phone, you need to let me know. You're not going to have your hey, phone. <laughs> I'm going to unplug for a little bit. I'm in the garden. That was her request. <laughs> That was her request. So I think I think as we're having this conversation, even in the break room, can't stay in the break room long. We got to go we back can't. out to the real world. Wait, that's true. If if somebody comes to the break room and they're like, Katie, freaking phones and these kids, and I got so much good stuff. I spent so much time on this lesson plan, and it's really exciting. And we're gonna build things, and we're gonna do things, we're gonna engage, and we're gonna interact. But the phones are in the way. And we've done the research and the science and we got Gary V and we got Ender Game <laughs> and we got the books and the research. But I just want you to sum it up to me in a few sentences. Like, how do I break the cycle, influence, how do I put a hiccup in the digital heroin that's impacting our students? Today? It's got to start from day one. You're going to stand up on day one and you are going to say, I love you too much to allow you to get dumber in my class. It's the antithesis of my job. Yeah. So I don't want to see the phones. And if I see it, I'm going to give you a warning. Yeah. Like just being really direct with kids. And I've, you know, in later middle school and high school, mm-hmm. even in some of the younger grades, they respect that you've given them a boundary. Kids want a boundary. Yeah. Okay. And wherever your boundary is, they're going to try to step over it. And so you better pull your boundary up. So yeah. if you're like, I'm the cool teacher, I'm going to let them have their headphones and their this and that. Well, you're actually hurting them. Like you have to be relentless about doing what's best for kids. Yeah. So my principal who it came from the top down, I didn't have to do much because right. it came from the top down, but there are many schools in which it doesn't. Yeah. They've got maybe bigger fish to fry. But if in your four walls, you can ban them. And I've seen it be successful. So I would tell that teacher, first off, I'm going to come watch. Then I'm going to teach your class. And then we're going to – and I I have relationships with my kids in which they know I love them and they know I'm silly. So if I'm walking around with a prop or whatever and I see a phone out on a desk, all I have to do is tap it and they'll put it up. Or if it doesn't go up, they know I'm going to take it. And take a selfie of myself and make it their <laughs> wallpaper. <laughs> and they uh, think that that's silly. And then they put it up. Yeah. And I think if you approach it that way, it works. Yeah. I think we have to understand that what happens, not only what happens outside of the classroom impacts what happens in the classroom. 100%. But what happens in the classroom also impacts what happens outside of the classroom. And that's not only like within the, the walls of the school, but at home. Right. With families uh, at work, 
right, in college, uh, on the athletic field, on sports fields and clubs and things like that, I think it's very important for us to understand that um, the way that we in, engage with students is not a siloed experience, that if we help them acknowledge boundaries and help them meet expectations, that can sow a seed that impacts the rest of their life. 100%. Don't be just a substitute. Come full time. We need mm. you full time. You. No. No. It's not my calling. It's not my. I'll hang out in the break room. Okay. I'll hang out in the break room. Hey, listen, we are going to have a practice of ending every episode with a question. And uh, this question comes from Tiffany in Colorado. She says, I moved schools this year. I also moved grades. I jumped from the fifth grade math and English to eighth grade math only. I like the middle school age, but the phones, Katie, the phones are everywhere. I've been fighting a battle, she says, but I'm tired and I've started to pretend I don't even see them. I hate to give up. Please help. Oh, Tiffany, we know. We've all been there. And I would say the same thing to her that I just said to the teacher that just came into the break room and said, Katie, what do we do? Yeah. Um, you have to love them enough to do what is relentlessly best for them. And having their phone on their desk or sneaking their phone or whatever, that is not what's best for them. Yeah. Uh, and so I think don't, don't give up, don't give up, uh, you know, fight the battle. It's worth it. I mean, look at any test scores, anything in our nation will tell you what the phones do yeah. to the adolescent brain. So fight the good fight and you're going to see them. Don't freak out, but tell them to put them up yeah. and take steps to make sure I'd be calling home. I'd be getting, I mean, this is a community effort. Right. And so parents and other teachers and, I mean, we don't do this job alone. So, so get some help. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Ladies and gentlemen, that is our time for the day in the break room. We appreciate it. Remember, administrators, teachers, parents, if you want access to what happens in the break room, teacher to teacher, this is the spot. Thank you so much, Katie. You're welcome. We'll see you all next week in The the Break break room. Room.